Welcome to the Soul Life Podcast. My name is Srili Fruchter, and if you're ready to start living your soul life, then you've come to the right place. This is the Rav Kook Chabura, Finding Your Life. Let's get into it. Okay, I'm gonna end. So yesterday, we fasted for Tisha B'Av. We fasted for the exile, for the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, of our temple. And it's a page in our history. It's a chapter in our history, a dark chapter. For Rav Cook, he sees the exile as something more than the destruction of a building, of a structure, the destruction of something physical, of a physical exile of the people. For Rav Cook, the exile is something that is ongoing. It's something that had its seed, its seeds shared and spread throughout all the people, throughout every single person. That, oops, sorry, we have some. Okay, great. Welcome, welcome, Sam. Erev um, Cooks takes this line from the Yechezkel. And according to the Zohar, right, so the line says, and I am in the depths of exile, ani betoch hagola, for the Zohar, this is Hashem speaking. This is the Shekhinah, the, the divine presence. That it is the divine presence who has been exiled. And we'll to go through Rav Cook's words to see that exile is not something that is merely a phenomenon we observe, we study, we remember, but it's one we actively fight to overcome. And we constantly are fighting to redeem to return, to align with our highest, greatest self. And I am in the depths of exile. The inner essential I of the individual and of the congregation of the collective. That this line, that I am in the depths of exile, it is the essential inner I, it is the self of each person, of each communal collective body, of every single thing. That it can only be revealed when we are at a level that is pure and holy, when we are at a place that we are whole, that we are complete, that we are plugged in, that we are connected, that we are in flow, that we are activating our deepest desires, our deepest wills, our deepest identity. That when we are shrouded by outside forces, outside opinion, external factors, so many things that distract us from who we are, what we want, where we're going, then we are, so to speak, also betochagola, in the depths of exile. Chatano im avotenu. It says in Tehillim, we and our forefathers sinned. Right? What is chet? Chet is something is off. There is a point of disconnection, there's a gap. There's a gap in who you are. There's a dissonance in who you are, what you believe, what you want, and what you do where you go, how you show up. Rav Kook takes us back to the beginning of the Torah to speak about Adam and Eve, Adam, Harishon, and Chava, but the sin that they did, right? They ate from the tree, 
they were not supposed to eat from. But for Avkuk, it's much deeper than that. There's something fundamental happening beneath the surface with this action. They didn't merely eat from a tree that God told them not to eat from, but they actually engaged in an act of self-exile. They banished their essence and they traded in their powers, their love, their self for a foreign idol. The sin of Adam Harishon, of Adam, is that he was estranged from his essence. He turned his mind, his consciousness to the snake. And he abandoned his essence. He abandoned his self. Adam didn't know how to answer the question, where are you? Where are you? That was what he couldn't answer. And that inability to know where he was, who he was, why he was, was what, where everything went wrong. That it wasn't merely that Adam went and ate from a tree that God told him not to eat from. It was that Adam turned his whole sense of self to a foreign entity, to a snake. Where is that snake in our own lives? You know, the text seems to ask us, who is that snake? Is that snake a concept of success, a concept of having validity, of proving that we are worthy, that we made it, that we deserve respect? Where is the snake that we turn our consciousness to? Because Adam didn't know his soul. Because his true eye was abandoned from himself. That he almost was searching for himself, right? So often people will say, I feel out of touch. I'm trying to find myself. I'm going on an introspective journey. It's almost as if within our inner world, we're trekking over mountains, through deserts, across streams and across forests to find an answer, to find something that makes sense, to find a point of connection where we say, this is where it fits. This is where I am. This is who I am. But it's not just Adam who had this disconnection, who had this dissonance between who he was and what he lived and how he lived. But it's also on a collective level. Chet Yisrael, the sin of the Jewish people, that they strayed after foreign gods, they forsaken, they abandoned their inner eye. That there is within every single person, within every single entity, a truth. You can almost imagine it as an essential light. And the goal of our lives, when we feel ultimate bliss, when we feel ultimate connection, is when that light is able to smoothly just transfer itself externally to a bulb for that little flicker to allow the entire glass to illuminate. That's when the bulb is actualizing its deepest essence. Because in truth, that light is the essence of the bulb. And when it's able to have clear glass one is able to have a clear pathway to move forward and to actualize itself in the world, 
that's really when it's connecting to its deepest self, Ha'aniyut, the I. This is the same I that Yecheskel says is in the depths of exile, that there's a banishment, that there is almost this tension, this dichotomy within ourselves between the essence of who we are and these forces that are distracting us, these external means that flood in from outside of us and guide us elsewhere, these signposts that are not leading us on the path that we want to go, that we're trying to make choices that are what we want, but for some reason, whenever we, make, whenever we lay claim to a new destination, to a new spot, to a new milestone, something's just not fitting. It's not a place we call home. It's a house, but it's not home. It's a character, but it's not an essence. It's not a person. It's not a self. It's not an identity. And with the Jewish people as well, that there can be on a national collective level, a sense of dissonance. There can be a disconnection. There can be a gap between who we truly are and who we show up to be. Zanach Yisrael Tov, that Israel, the Jewish people, rejected the goodness, the goodness that comes, the love, the light, the ultimate bliss that comes from stepping into your power, that was rejected. Chet Ha'aretz, Chata Ha'aretz, that the land of Israel, or sorry, the land of the world, sinned as well. We're seeing a theme, a theme of exile spread out throughout the cosmos, throughout the reality, throughout the world, throughout all people, throughout all things, throughout all concepts. It challenged its essence. It restricted its power. It went after the land, went after goals, accomplishments, Facebook posts, updates, proving itself as having accomplished something. There's a midrash that says when Hashem was creating the world, he wanted the earth to bring forth trees that didn't just have trees that brought forth fruit, right? Because you have a tree, so you'll get the fruit from the tree. But that the bark of the tree itself, the tree itself would be as sweet and as valuable as the fruit, that its output would be the journey. That it wasn't merely a means to an end, but an end in itself. But the earth didn't do that. It did not give this hidden power to allow the tree to taste like its fruit, to have the journey be as sweet as a destination. That the moment of accomplishment, the moment of I made it, I got it. There's this excellent speech from a college graduate where he's speaking, a high school graduate, I'm sorry where he's speaking about when he got valedictorian, the award. And he went up, he collected his award at the senior dinner, and he stood there for 15 seconds of what felt like something transcendent, the ultimate happiness he's ever felt in his entire life. And then he said, there's a 16th second. There's a second that comes when you realize that it passed. It was fleeting, it was ephemeral, it was not everlasting. It was not something rooted in infinity, rooted in the possibility of extending beyond a few moments. For the tree, the land was meant to create a tree where the entire tree itself was as fantastic as the produce, that the tree itself was the end, but it didn't do that. 
It raised its eyes outside of itself. To think about the future, to think about matters of career. That Rav Kook has just established for us three separate models of the world, the country, the nationality, and the individual, abandoning its true essence as a part of God, as a light trying to shine its deepest illumination on the world to brighten the darkness, but instead choosing to cloud that darkness, to cloud that light, to shroud it and cover it and veil it, however thin or however thick, it's all up to the individual to how much, how strongly do we feel that things aren't fitting, that something just is not working, that the current state of things are wrong. That's the essence of exile. For, for Adam, it was turning to the snake. It was abandoning that ultimate divine connection he had with God and instead saying, let me look outside of God. Let me look outside of myself and see the suggestion of the snake, of the Nachash. For the people, it was sure, God liberated us and God gave us ultimate purpose and meaning, but let's at least see what the other nations, the other idols have to offer, the other gods have to offer. And for the land, sure, maybe the tree would be great if it tasted like the fruit, but it couldn't get past that it needed to have the fruit, that it needed to get past that entire journey and just get to the destination. The moon denounced, it criticized, it, it lost its inner orbit. Simcha chalka, simchat chalka, the happiness of its portion. Chalma al tavar hadarat melachim chitona. The moon, Rav Kook says, dreamed of being majestic like the kings it saw on earth. And so the world goes and it plunges into abandoning the eye. Kol echad of each person, of each individual, shall haprat, shall haklal, ba'im mechanchim And Rav Kook says, this is actually a problem we see spreading well beyond just an individual level, that we're actually seeing this affecting our leaders, that we're actually seeing this affecting the people who are meant to guide us, that these learned people come they look at superficiality. They also distract us from the essence, the eye. They add straw to the fire. And for the thirsty, they give them vinegar. And they fatten the minds and the hearts with everything external from them, that they're contributing to the problem, that those entrusted to educate us and to guide us towards more alignment, towards a greater connection with who we are, are actually making the problem worse. And the eye goes and it darkens. And since there is no I, there cannot be a he. And all the more so, there cannot be a you. Ruach Afina Mashiach Hashem says in Eicha that the breath of our nose, that is Mashiach, that is the Savior of God, the one who is going to be ultimate consciousness to bring back a new state of awareness to the world. 
Zehu gvurato hadar gadlo. That's the strength, the splendor of Mashiach. This is not meant to be someone, a savior, who's external from us. Right? The Pasuk says, Ruach Afinu Mashiach Hashem. The breath of our nose, the breath of ourselves, is where Mashiach comes from. That it's from our own mindfulness of essence that Mashiach comes, that when we breathe in sync with the song of life, with the song of God, with the meditative harmonies of the universe, that's where Mashiach comes. Ruach Afenuhu. He is the breath of our nose. Et Hashem And let us seek and find our essence in Hashem, in the kingship of the Jewish people. El Hashem Let us tremble before Hashem and His goodness that it's almost overwhelming how divine goodness can overflow a cup like a waterfall. Et ha'ani shalano nevakesh. Let us seek and desire the eye. Et atzmenu nevakesh v'nimtza. Let us seek our essence and find it. Haser kol elokai nikar. Let us turn away and reject, remove every foreign god. Haser kol zar umamzer. Everything that's illegitimate and foreign from who we are, alien from our essence, not natural. It's a fake. And you will know that I am Hashem, your God, who constantly is liberating you from the straits of life, from the distractions that come to pull us away from ultimate divine connection, from the symphony, from the symphony of being in sync, so that I will be for you a God, Ani Hashem. The I is Hashem. The Rav Kook has, over the course of these chaburot, painted a picture for us that what we're really looking at, what we're really trying to experience, is not something external from us. Judaism, Torah, is not urging us to go and search across mountains and valleys to find a God a spirit, knowledge. Everything is meant to be within us. I was listening to a shir by Dr. Aviva Gottlieb Zornberg where she speaks with the classic idea with Avraham. Hashem said to him, lech lecha, go for yourself. There was no direction to the land that I'm going to take you, but there was no plan. There was no roadmap because Avraham had to undergo a journey within himself, a journey of introspection, a journey of inner reflection, a journey of ultimate connection. And that, Rav Kook is saying, is the task we're all faced with. Vani betochagola, that I am in the depth of exile. Have you ever felt out of place, that your life is not where you want it to be or how you want it to be, that something is off, something is just not working in your relationships, in your goals, in your aspirations, in your dreams? that there are things creeping up that never used to be there, that all of a sudden you're chasing after other people's dreams to realize that you hold broken shards in your hand, that you're running through valleys to find flowers that you never really wanted, that you're traveling across places and careers and social groups and all these different lifestyles to try and live a different person's script. That is what it means to be Betoch that the morning on Tishabov 
was not merely that we lost the Beit HaMikdash and that we as a people had to leave Eretz Yisrael. What really happened, Rav Kok is saying, is this constant state of disconnection, of estrangement, that you feel a stranger in your own skin, that your life is not what your life is, that there's a paradox of what truly is, but it's lacking expression. And so you face a gap, a bridge that needs to be built to bring these two worlds together, to bring your inner world to your outer, outer world, to do as the Rambam says, to be to be one with your heart and one with your mouth, that what you say is what you feel and what you feel is what you say. And then as we move forward from Tisha B'Av, the lesson from Rav Kuk almost intrigues us or it urges us and encourages us to redeem and return to who we are. To be, to allow Hashem to be that Hashem says, I will dwell within you. That we can almost allow the divine, the endless light, the infinite light, infinite potential, infinite love and connection and happiness to find a dwelling place within us. That when we look inside of ourselves, we are whole, that we don't need to chase after foreign idols. We don't need to chase after other people's expectations to find fulfillment. Fulfillment is to be fulfilled, to be filled, to be whole, to be complete. And that's truly what it means to be Shiva Hashem, to return to Hashem. Teshuva is all about uncovering and returning. It's a replacement of who I was with who I am. And that's who I want to be. I find this piece from Rav Kook really, really powerful when we think about all these ideas of Judaism, that the claim of Judaism Rav Kook is laying out for us is that everything in the Torah there, everything in the Torah is almost like the how to find yourself. How do I find my soul? And how do I give it life? How do I allow it to shine through? So that when I interact in the world, that when I'm living in my space, when I'm trying to show up as my best self, I'm doing that wholly and completely. I'm doing that purely. I'm doing that where there's no gunk. There's just no gunk. It's just, it's clear. It's clear. It is almost like the glass and that white light that shines through the prism, it releases forth a rainbow. And there's a complexity, there's a beauty, there's an artistry to life. And so with that, I think Rav Cook really gives us a lot to think about and reflect upon in what ways we have contributed to our own exile. Do we have contributed to the own alienation of our dreams and our hopes? And in what ways do we need to return? Do we need to find Hashem within ourselves, to find happiness and to find love and to find the beauty of life even in these difficult times?